What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Um, I hope you guys had some great holidays and a good New Year's. And you didn't wake up with too bad of a hangover. Mine wasn't too crazy, but, you know, it's still good to, to get into a new year and create some new goals and all that. And I know everyone was tired of 2020, but let's not assume that 2021 is going to be any different. You know, just got to make the best out of pretty much every situation that we were put in. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about identity crisis and pretty much just being true to yourself, because I feel like this is something that a lot of people have an issue with, including myself for the longest time. And, you know, I decided that uh, on these topics that I'm going to talk about, they're going to be like fundamental human issues, but I'm going to kind of break them down in my own, like in my own way and share my experience with these things and how like I'm dealing with it or how I've overcome whatever issues. Um, I spent a couple years already like nonstop, like spending hours and hours consuming like a bunch of content, um, therapy, you know, existential thinking, anything that I can to better myself as a person. And I've really done the work to try to improve in every way that I can. So I know a lot of people, they're afraid to take that first step or they don't want to open up old wounds or they just think it's hard and it's going to take forever. But it's absolutely necessary to, you know, work on yourself and become the best person you can be because then you'll start attracting better people. You know, life will start working out better. Um, it's not always going to be perfect, but you'll have the resilience to get past like whatever issues you got instead of just buckling and, you know, letting it pile up. So yeah, I'm hoping that if I share my stories and my insight, it'll inspire someone or motivate someone to start, you know, taking care of their own issues. And I think that's the bottom line of what I want to get out of this podcast or what I want to happen from it. So the reason why I chose to talk about these identity issues is that um, being true to yourself can change like your life. And I know it, it should go without saying, but there's a lot of people that will lie to themselves about everything, like how they think they should deal with relationships or how they feel about the world in general. You know, there's a lot of ways to find a cop out and negativity is always the easiest way for some reason, but it's definitely not the healthiest way to deal with things. So why is this stuff important? Well, you, you always hear people say, in order to love others, you need to love yourself, right? But how can you love yourself if you don't know yourself or if you're trying to suppress certain parts of you that you're not happy with or that you refuse to deal with or that you refuse to be honest with? And if you can't be true to yourself and if you can't love yourself, how are you going to accept that stuff from other people? All it's going to do is bring out insecurities and you're always going to question things. And I truly believe that one big factor in anxiety and depression is that there's a disconnect between the mind and the heart and your heart knows who you are and what you want but you keep trying to fool yourself and fool others especially and that's not going to balance right there's going to be a dissonance and I really believe that's what a lot of anxiety stems from and I know that's certainly true in my case it's amazing what the human mind can do like your reality, your truth can be something that's completely far off from reality and truth itself. 
you literally can create like this whole world and this whole idea in your head and live by that. And it's going to go nowhere, obviously. And it's crazy because there's a lot of things with myself that it took like trauma or, you know, a slap in the face from reality to really see it. So here's a quick condensed summary of how I went down my own rabbit hole and kind of how I came out of it. So when I was younger, I was like super happy, super outgoing. I've I've mentioned a lot of this stuff in the first episode, but if you want to hear more about it, you can go back there. But I'm gonna tell a different, a little bit different here. Um, I was always super happy. I didn't even know what the word enemy was until like third grade or something. Like I remember my teacher read it was in a book and there was a picture of a snake. And I was like, what does that mean? And they were like, it's someone who isn't your friend and wishes like bad things on you. And I I remember just being like, how can you feel this way towards someone? Because I saw everybody as like an opportunity to to be a friend or or, you know, just to have some kind of connection with people. Well, fast forward to the beginning of middle school. I was like 12 or 13 or some shit. And you know how everyone has their rebellious phase. I wanted to break free from like my own parents, like what they wanted from me. And I wanted to just be myself, you know, like everybody else does. So I started listening to um, punk, a lot of classic rock, just metal, you know, just trying to be, trying to find my own path. And a lot of my friends were listening to punk music and, and all that stuff too. So obviously you want to fit in when you're younger. and you can create an image in your head of what you want to look like and who you want to be and what you want to act like. So I started slowly becoming more negative of a person. And back then there's, you know, that's, that's when you start to meet people that don't like you for no reason. So I started being more quiet in class and started thinking that I didn't like people, even though I didn't know them just because of like what their interests were. And I even remember friends being like, I don't, I don't like this version of Julian. I like the one that's, you know, laughing and joking and shit. And that would just push me to be even further, like, away from myself. I'd be like, well, I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck what you like. And that just pushes you even further. And of course, you know, your parents telling you shit is not going to help at the same time. So fast forward to high school. Now, I don't know exactly what happened, but... I was getting in trouble a lot and I kind of had to isolate because I was always stuck in the house because I couldn't do shit. And this formed like a huge depression and it was bad. Like I would just sit at school by myself and just be zoned out completely. And I didn't care at all. I didn't want friends. I didn't want to talk to people. I would study people and I would like put myself in their shoes, but I wasn't interested in, in making connections or anything. You know, a lot of the family split up at that time. The recession hit not too long before that. So there wasn't a lot of good happening in my life at the time. And one big issue was my relationship with my dad. At the time, that was it was bad. It was almost non-existent except for any kind of negative interaction that you can think of. I remember like I would pretend or I would force myself to be interested in things to kind of get approval from him. And I never really got that. I never really got the approval, but I would still try, you know? Like for, with anything, even even just listening to certain types of music, you know? But in a way, like 
right, first of all, I don't hate my dad, and I don't want no one to think he's like an asshole or nothing. But he was my like my biggest bully when I was younger. Like I always was told shit and made to believe things and compared, and I did not like it, and I I did not feel good about myself, and it made the things even worse. And this is important because it makes you feel really small, you know, like things like that. And that's how other people become bullies. And that's how other people start taking those issues out on people that are weaker than them. So eventually I got sent to live in Arizona and I wanted to adopt a whole new image in a whole new field because I didn't like who I was and I didn't like where I was. So I started wearing, you know, different types of clothes and I adopted this attitude that even though I didn't give a fuck before that, now I really didn't. And now I just wanted to be angry at everything and, and the world and, and not hide it, you know. And I got into a lot of, you know, shit with other people. And a lot of people didn't like me, of course. And it was always like that. Even even when I just got there, uh, people didn't like me. So that just reinforced it even more. And fast forward another year, I start hanging out with one of my aunt's friends. And this dude is like, you know, the real deal when it comes to like gangbanging and, and really just living that life. And I would hang out with him all the time. And eventually, like I started to see him as an older brother. And, and a big part of it is because, you know, he was a lot older than me. And he showed me like a lot of shit. And he would drive me around and introduce me to people or, you know, just hang out. And it's something that I didn't have back at home. I didn't have that, that fatherly figure or, you know, just, just a, a more masculine figure in my life to show me, you know, the ropes. And this is one reason why I sympathize with people that really grow up in that environment, you know, and that become these things. Because if he can influence me that much in like a little under a year, then I can only imagine growing up around it, you know. So since he was someone I started to look up to, I wanted to be like him, of course. And I never had older siblings, so... He was like my older brother, like I said, and, and I wanted to be like that. So I started really trying to fit that image. And even though it wasn't who I was, it was someone that I would rather be than, you know, being bullied by like my parent or being a loner or an outcast. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I'd rather just toughen up and feel like I have some kind of strength in me. So it's like, why not act hard and at least make it seem like life isn't beating you down or you never had those experiences, you know? and it's not like I'm not familiar with all that shit. Like, we grew up in Southern California, and you're, no matter what, you're gonna be exposed to all that street shit. And someone you knew from elementary is gonna grow up gangbanging and things like that. So it's not like anybody's a stranger to it. And it's not like I was a stranger to it. So I held on to that image in my head for like the longest time. And sometimes, you know, I would, I would really feel that way, like deep down, but. And other times I was like, I don't, you know, I know this is kind of a facade and I don't feel like living this way and I don't feel like thinking this way, but it's what worked best for me as like a protective bubble in a way. And, you know, I know a lot of people can sense it as well, obviously. Like I remember one time I was trying to make sure someone didn't like disappear because they were super drunk and we were working in a different country. And he, he can tend to be a kind of angry person sometimes. But I remember one time he told me, this doesn't make you tough. And he was talking about clothes or appearance in general. And that's something that definitely stuck with me for like the longest time. Because I really respect this guy. And 
you know, I do value his opinion. He was my supervisor for a little bit as well. But it wasn't something that I was willing to give up because I would rather be that than, or I'd rather see myself in that way than how I saw myself before. And it's a very weak approach to life. And when, especially when you're in the military and you want to live recklessly and you want to get into a lot of shit because, you know, I started working out and I started putting on weight and muscle and, and that kind of stuff really helped with self-confidence. But I still cared about what people thought and how people saw me. And it wasn't really until like I hit a breaking point in the military when I was kind of just done. I was, I was tired of trying. I was tired of this and that. I would still try to get acceptance or approval from people, even though I shouldn't have been like that. But obviously the stuff stems from your childhood and you don't see it at the time. But eventually it got to the point where I was really like, fuck this. And <laughs> I didn't care. And it's funny because when I started being like that and when I stopped caring about what people think or getting acceptance from other people, that's when people actually started to like me. Well, most people did. There's still some people that just didn't for no fucking reason, but it's usually people that didn't know me. So it was like that pretty much through my time in Italy. But it wasn't until like my deployment and my relationship during my deployment that my whole illusion of what I thought was reality just started crumbling because life just started fucking me up like every which way. And I moved to South Carolina in this relationship and it was just me and her and it was it was a bad relationship, you know. Like I loved the girl and I'm glad that I experienced that because I needed it. But at the time it was awful. It it really brought me to a breaking point. And after we broke up, I started trying to better myself and I started doing yoga. I started exercising, meditating, um, eating better, just trying to take care of myself. And then of course, I got distracted in another relationship a few months afterwards. And while I was with her, I got out of the military and I moved back to LA. And this is when like the hardest times in my life happened because I was trying to transition from the military and I was trying to reintegrate myself with my family. And, you know, it, it was a little bit better at the time, but there was a lot of unspoken truths and things that we didn't get off our chest. So there was still tension, of course. And I was still very distant at the time with them. But I started becoming extremely angry and extremely nihilistic and very negative. And that girl at the time was the exact opposite. She was really outgoing, really cheerful, positive. Um, just look at the bright side, family oriented. And, you know, it's everything that I missed being and that I wasn't. And, you know, eventually I started wanting to tear that down because if I can't have that and if I can't be that, then why should anybody else, right? And this is what I'm talking about when I say self-love and self-acceptance, because all your life you've attracted this attention from people who love or like you for someone that you're not. And obviously that's all going to fall apart. So after a good year and a half of me just going completely downhill, that relationship ended. And that was like the worst one because I knew in my heart that this was a good person and this was someone that I could have been with if I had only gotten my shit together. And that's what really forced me to sit down and think, you know what, like, who do I want to be in this world? And what do I really want? Because this whole time I've been stagnant. I've been wasting my time. I've been complaining. I've been negative. I've been blaming the world for everything. But in reality, the only person I have to blame is myself. I decided to just take a new approach at life and I wanted to see if church would help me out, you know, and it really did for the longest time. 
until I got stuck in another relationship. And I knew this person wasn't going to be good for me, you know, like I've said before. And I knew I only attracted her for those reasons that I attracted other people that I didn't really click with. And I knew it in my heart the whole time in the very beginning. And I still went through with it and it ended up being awful for me. And after that, I was really like, you know what? <laughs> like, I can't be fucking making the same mistakes over and over. I don't want to do that shit. But during that relationship, I was still trying to, you know, get my shit together and, and focus on myself. But it got to a point where I was like, you know what? You're, you're really just hindering my progress. And since then, I haven't even been interested in meeting up and, and talking to nobody, seeing nobody. I've just been solely focused on me and myself. Even throughout 2020 with all this shit going on, all I've been doing, like I said, is finding any way I can to make myself a better person and to realign with who I am. And the great thing is that recently I finally gotten to that point. And it's a great feeling because now I'm not interested in being someone that I'm not. I'm not interested in being friends with people that don't want to be friends with me. I'm not interested in other people's approval or acceptance because I'm happy with who I am and I'm happy with what I'm doing with my own life. On just writing down my thoughts and, and feelings alone, I've spent a good couple days worth of hours just writing. And looking back at the past, like even in just January 2020, I was writing things like I had this negative side of me that was there, like I mentioned earlier, in high school and middle school, that I wanted to get rid of all that negative and all that sadness and all that depression. I wanted to reject it completely. But recently, it got to the point where, you know, I really started to love that part of me and love that person that I was because in the end, that person just needed acceptance and needed love and guidance. And it's what made me who I am. And I really appreciate that person that I was. I don't think that I only had to be positive and only had to be this or that because more than being happy, I feel whole. And I feel like being whole is much more important. Like I've never felt better in life. And even though I can't be that happy-go-lucky kid that I was, you know, everything is fucking rainbows and sunshines. I really feel like integrated. I really feel like now I'm experiencing life completely. Things don't bother me anymore. The negative, I just see it as part of life. The positive is also part of life. I don't get overly excited and overly attached on these ideas. And I'm confident with where I'm going and who I am now. I know who I am. I know how I became who I am. I know where I'm at in history, and I know where I'm going. And there's nothing better for you than to experience things like that. All it does is helps me attract things that I actually want in my life. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much my experience with these things. Take the time to really figure out who you are and what you want. There's too many people trying to be fucking savages because they got their heart broke a couple times. And there's too many people angry at the world and convincing themselves that that's all there is, is anger and depression and everything is bad. And it's not the way life works. It's not black and white and it never will be. And all you're doing is hurting yourself in the end. Like I said, I, I know that a lot of people dealt with way worse trauma and they don't want to live through that again. They don't want to deal with it and confront it, but you have to. Like I said, how are you going to attract love in your life? How are you going to attract true people in your life if you keep running from these things and you keep lying to yourself? So that's something that I would like you to consider. 
Like I said, I've been doing this for a good two years straight, and I'm talking like hours and hours each day, doing everything I can, therapy, church, you know, you find your way and you find your path, but you need to make it happen. And if you're telling yourself that, oh, it's going to take too long, I'm not seeing immediate results, either way, that time is going to pass by. And you're the only one to blame if you decide not to do it and you're still in that negative space within a couple years from now. You have no one else to blame for that. You know, people want to change everybody else and, and they want the world to change for them, but they're not willing to change at all and they're not willing to put in that work. I feel like that's a huge problem today. And like I mentioned before, all I'm trying to do with this podcast is make the world a better place one episode at a time. And I just plan to do that by sharing my truths and sharing the work that I've put in. And I really, really hope that this will help someone out and inspire them to be who they want to be in this life. So with that being said, I just want to wrap this up and remind you guys, love yourself, be true to yourself, and remember that the quickest way to change the world is by changing yourself. So thank you guys for listening. If you want to support me, that'd be greatly appreciated. To do that, you can go to Kofi, that's ko-fi.com slash St. Marcus. If you're on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave a comment about whatever it is you're struggling with most, and I'll do my best to integrate these types of things in each episode. So thank you guys for being here, and you guys have a blessed day.